Yes, yes, y'all. We back at it again, man. Shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only Freddie Fox, my guy, Bumpy Knuckles. Listen, I really, really love that episode. I love how he broke down the music industry. I love how I call him the new, you know, the new age Frank Sinatra. He did things his way. Even even there was a, like a lot of like wrestling stuff in there, stuff that I think people listen, internets. I appreciate all the love. I love when you hit people up, add them on Twitter, add them on Instagram. Let them know that you love the episode. And really what I really enjoy is when when it, whether it's an artist, athlete, entrepreneur, whoever it is, and the the fan base is able to see them in a different light. Like not just, you know, like Adam Richmond. There's so much love for the Adam Richmond episode. And people are like, yo, I, I watch this guy on Man vs. Food, but I never knew this type of stuff about him or the way he does impressions or how much gems he dropped. And internet's listen, that's what we're doing. So make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment, man. If you fuck with Premium P Show, leave a comment, man. If you're thankful or if it helped you in any way, all I ask is subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? And you know what time it is when I say to check in, okay? Shouts to everybody worldwide. Every week I give an update of people checking in. We don't give it all because I'll be here for a while, but shouts to everybody. I mean, Dallas on the check-in. Shouts to Australia. Shouts to Italy. Shouts to Germany. Shouts to UK, Paris, and, and all over the United States. Shouts to everybody who's listening, whether you're at work, whether you're home, whether you're walking, whether you're running, or whatever it is. And if it's something that made you laugh, uh, you hear me laugh. If it's something that made you laugh, I'm thankful. If it's something that, that inspired you, I'm thankful. And I do want to say, more importantly, you know, how we go in every week, and I'm telling people, listen, okay? When, you know, it's not easy to do podcasting. And the reason why I say that for is because shit happens. You can have had a bad week, a bad day. We all go through that. Nothing's perfect, okay? I, I, I consider myself a perfectionist who's not perfect, obviously. And, you know, when I say it's not easy to do podcasting is if you have a podcast, then you know what I'm talking about. People go through things and you got to get in the studio every week and, and get behind the mic and, and really care, care about the, the content you're putting out, care about the stuff. And maybe you had a bad day and you don't want to care, but you always, I, that's why I really appreciate podcasting. Been doing it for eight plus years and I really appreciate, the, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, there's a platform that could be bigger than me. There's a platform that if I ever pass away, there's a library of stuff that you could go back to me, the Combat Jack Show, whatever I contributed, and really help someone through their stuff. You know, someone really, you know, and rest in peace to my brother, Combat Jack, but somebody uh, wrote something the other day that the Combat Jack Show and Premium Pete got them through their homelessness and, you know, hurricanes and, and, and you know, different parts and times in their lives. And I will say this, my brother Reggie always used to say, you know, you think they're listening to us? And I always just tell them, of course they are. And they're still, and, they're, and they always are, man. And, and long live Combat Jack. Just like my brother Styles P said, energy never dies. So he'll always be rem- remembered. The moments and memories that we shared together, that the internets have shared together with him and through episodes, through lists or whatever it is, he will live on forever. So definitely keep him in your prayers and your moments and memories and, and, and rest in peace to our brother Combat Jack. We'll never forget you. Never. And I, I do want to say this. Every week I, want, I usually give people a tweet I tweeted or, or something I put up on Instagram. And, and this week uh, I tweeted at Premium Pete. I tweeted, don't talk yourself out of being great. Embrace greatness. You know, I find that a lot. A lot of people talk themselves out of being great. Like they may say like, yo, Premium Pete, man, I got a, I got a podcast, but it really ain't that good and doesn't have a lot of downloads. Well, why are you talking yourself out of greatness? Like you need to embrace what you're doing. 
you know, and sometimes we're our own worst enemy. We'll we'll talk ourselves out of like, like, am, am I really meant to be doing this? Am I am, am I good enough for this? Should I do that? Listen, internet. There's always going to be bad days, but if you believe in something, don't talk yourself out of it. Run towards it. Push yourself harder. Whatever it is, find people like surround yourself with people who could keep it real with you, but believe in you. Okay, that believe in something that may not be possible overnight. Okay, don't just don't ever give up on that shit. Trust me. Anybody we have, all the guests we have on here should be example that no matter what, they're regular people just like me and you. Okay, and they made it, and they and they pushed through, and they made things happen. Okay, and it's not just a you know th- like it's funny. Like I think like we're in a day and age where entrepreneurship could be anything. It doesn't have to just be a superstar. It could be a girl working here, a guy working here that could turn around, start their own business, be a millionaire. Now, it's not only about money. It's just about success and creating stuff and, and, and you know, living success how you live it. But make sure you understand to never give up. And, and most importantly, don't talk yourself out of being great. Embrace greatness. Internet, listen, I always tell you to check in and just, like, make sure you check in. At Premium Petro, at Premium... Wait, you hear me? What the hell am I losing my mind here? At Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, and let me know where you're listening from. Wherever it is, let me know what's going on with you. Shout me out on Twitter so I could write back to you, man, and send blessings and love to you and whoever else is listening. Okay, if it's a road trip, if it's work, if it's at the gym, wherever. But this week, let me tell you something. We take it to the hometown. You know, I always say I want to be different on the Premium Pete Show. So, again, actors, athletes, entrepreneurs, even political. And this week, we do do that, and we take it home to my roots. I'm a native New Yorker, native Brooklynite, and this man who is running for Congress, okay, a Dem Bunkadeco, is, is a real good dude, man, and his story is inspiring, man, and I love what he's doing. I love what he's doing. So I want you to, if you're on Twitter, Adam, a Dem Bunkadeco, Instagram, same thing, a Dem, that's A-D-E-M-B-U-N-K-E-D-D-E-K-O, or visit his website, ademforcongress.com, that's A D E M for congress.com that's a dem with an e okay listen this brother is a good brother a longtime resident of crown heights his parents are war refugees who fled from uganda's civil war okay they came to america and successfully raised their children man in a one-bedroom apartment listen internet okay if you want to find more if, if you're from new york city if you're from brooklyn i want you to check this dude out i want you to support what he's doing okay but you don't have to you don't have to take my my, my advice listen to this episode and you'll understand. We need to put people... Like, I never was a big voter, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if you want changes in your neighborhoods, vote for people who want to do good stuff, people who want to do good shit, people who want to make changes, okay? Because there is a lot of stuff that isn't right and that needs to be changed, and the Dem is doing that. He'll be working on the criminal justice reform, education, affordable housing. Listen, Internet, I'm not getting paid for this. There's not a cent coming my way. Okay, this is a young brother from Brooklyn, okay, who is running for Congress, who is doing dope stuff, who wants to change the world, okay, he could do anything, this dude graduated from Harvard, he could do anything, but he's going to go into Congress and, and, and handle this political, and like I said, internet, if you want change, okay, that's got to be in your own community, so I want you, lastly, before we get into this episode, go to demforcongress.com, that's a dem with an E, and check out what he's got going on, whether you could donate, whether you could uh, vote for him. Um, I believe it's coming up in June. Find out. Just go to demforcongress.com. And let me not even say anymore, and let's get to this inspiring episode, okay, of the Premium Pete Show with Adem Bunkadenko.
Tchê. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Beat Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Beat Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. It's the Premium Internet's Pete welcome show. back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show. Man, this one, we're going to go real politics style, okay? We're sitting here with the one and only Adam Bunkadenko. Did I say that right? That's I feel like that's I turned good. it Italian a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's good. You got the bunker deco. Yeah, I, I can see what, it. What, what nationality is that? Uh, my parents are Ugandan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my parents came over back in the day in the 80s. You know, I I, I heard uh, that your parents, they fled from the war. Is yeah, true? yeah, yeah. My dad, both my parents were refugees. So my dad came here in 1980. He mm. had 50 bucks, clothes he was wearing, extra set in the suitcase, Man, he worked minimum wage. First, he got he went to a detention center first, uh, then got asylum, then worked a number of odd jobs. So he was living out in Newark originally. Like, I mean, he was like, man, there wasn't much difference between Newark and Uganda. Mm. Um, Newark was the real trap back then. Um, but yeah, he was living right by the Star Ledger building and, you know, just working odd jobs, uh, McDonald's, security guard, janitor, then came out to the city, uh, was working, living in a tiny little apartment, same deal, just a bunch of odd jobs, saved up enough money, went back to Uganda and got my mom. Mm, mm. So, he, so he came by himself? Yeah, he came solo. Uh, How did he stay in touch with her? Did he FaceTime? So, nah, no FaceTime. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was he was sending letters. So funny, they had dated each other for a while. So they had known each other since like teenagers. And in fact, on the road on the on the way to the airport when my dad was leaving, there were two people in the car. His dad and her. So those were the last two people he saw when he was leaving. And, you know, he was telling her, I'm gonna come back, don't worry, this is gonna work out. My mom is like, Yeah. Right. <laughs> the country's going to to flames. So sure. he, you know, they stayed in touch. They would send letters. They would call. My mom actually started dating another guy. Really? Yeah. My mom, like, they, they just. Thank God there was no social media. Yeah. <laughs> my dad he would have been, been tight. Yeah. He would have been hot. Like, but he was just like, look. You hey, know, he kept his word. He kept his word. That's, that's the whole, that's the moral of that story, man. He kept his word. So. You know, so you grew up with uh, mom and dad living together, right? Yeah. When you grew up, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How was that for you? For me, like, you know, relative to all the kids that I knew growing up, I was probably unique in that respect Mm. where I had mom and dad. So, like, everyone I went to school with, you know, there were some folks in the neighborhood. They both had their parents. But, like, it was somewhat the exception than the rule. And for me... You know, having two folks who are willing to risk life, limb, financial ruin to see their children succeed. You know, at the time, man, it's just a kid, right? You just, yeah, it's mom and dad. But, like, it's only in hindsight when I've gotten older and, you know, have seen, you know, my siblings, brothers and sisters having children. that I realized, man, you know, just relative to everybody else, man, we, we really had it good. Now... We weren't rich by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I come home, there's no electricity on, man. I'm mm. doing homework with a flashlight. But, you know, you knew that I had two people who, 
man, if they you asked them to chop off their arms, they would have done it. Mm. Right. Mom cooked a lot? Yeah, mom cooked. What, what did mom chef up? Oh, mom was uh, definitely the cultural stuff, man. So a lot of rice. Okay. Chicken stews. Mm, you know, funny mm, enough, mm. it's a real has a real tinge, like West Indian tinge to it, man. Mm. So they used to uh, smash green bananas, man. So like the Dominican cats I knew were just like, oh yeah, this is similar to the stuff I sure, eat. Sure. Yeah. So they were just like, they would love coming over to our house and like eating like uh, the food. But my mom, best cook I know. You know, at a, at a young age, you know, right now you're obviously um, in a, a candidate to become a congressman in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, when you were young, what did you even want to be? <laughs> Let's give like, teenage years. Yeah, man, this is so wild. I grew mean, up in Queens, right? I grew up in Queens, Elmhurst, man, Elmhurst. Um, and it's so crazy. Like, growing up, so, you know, we didn't have much. And, you know, my parents are immigrants. So, especially in Uganda and, like, Ugandan culture, man, there's basically five professions you have. You're an accountant. You're a doctor, you're an engineer, you're a nurse, or you're a professor. Everything else is useless. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, there's nothing more to life than those five professions. No so, sports? Nobody? Is there, nah, is there a Ugandan star? Nah. In no sports? Come any on, sports? bro. I say nothing? Nothing? No hockey, uh, hockey? No basketball? No football? Come on. Yo, oh, actually. Uh, no bobsledding? Ch uh, Brian Chuanaka. Okay. Yeah, Ma Matthias Ch Chuanaka, who played for the Giants. Oh, oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him, so yeah. he's 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 actually Ugandan. Like, really? Yeah, like even my dad was just like, "Who the heck introduced him to that sport?" Like, <laughs> I was just like, so growing up, you know, for us there was like, and it's funny, my parents didn't really impose like that the the profession stuff on us. Sure, they were just like, you know, these are the professions we know. People make a good living, sure. so on and so forth. Yeah, you should, you know, consider it. So, and my mom, like, held doctors in, like, the highest esteem. So, growing up, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I was going to be a surgeon. So, you know, took nothing but, like, science courses, loved bio, loved chem, loved it all. Now, what high school you went to? Arts and business. And that's in Queens? In Queens. Corona, Queens. Right off Horace Harding. Uh building hood as heck like mm, no mm. windows nothing mm, <laughs> mm. i think it used to be a bowling alley or something like that chalk milk butter crunch oh cookies. yeah man <laughs> like, this was you know real like so i was zoned for newtown high school uh out in elmhurst and newtown was so overcrowded they sent the excess to uh arts and business or to john bound i think and arts and business was the closest, I just chose that. That's how it ended up. Mm. You know, you, you went to Harvard, right? I did. How do, Okay. I, this is not something <laughs> you just say, oh, you went to Harvard. You're in high school. Yeah. You're in Elmhurst, Queens. Yeah. Your parents are telling you these professions that a lot of family members and people of the culture... Yeah. Do and that do well. Yeah. Okay. Well. Could be good livings. Yeah. You know, especially especially I think about my parents too. Is kind of why people, you know, that's why I really love how people complain. I think it's any generation, but we evolve. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like you know, like even my parents, I think that they think like a nine to five. You go to work <laughs> nine to five. You go home. You have benefits. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you got a pension. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good look. You know, that's changing a yeah, lot now. And you know, you look at it even like. Like I, I was talking um, 
to uh, Gary V a couple episodes ago, and yeah. we were talking about like, you know, growing up. Like I was a paper boy. Yeah. And if I was lucky, I made like seventy dollars for the week. You know. But the point I'm making is the only other hustle yeah. was for me to probably do something that probably wasn't the right thing. Yeah. You could work, but you would never bankroll like you can today. Yeah. I mean, people could go on eBay and sell things and make crazy profit. I mean, there's sneaker resellers yeah, that are 13 years old that are making tons of money. <laughs> there's so much opportunities. And, yeah, maybe our parents think that way, but so I, I'm glad yeah. to see it evolving. But I want to get off the, the track of what I was going to say. Yeah. Is... You're a kid from Queens. Yeah. Ugandan. You, how do you say? How do I say it right? I mean, oh, Ugandan. Yeah. Ugandan, yeah. Ugandan is cool, yeah, right? Yeah. Ugandan family. How the fuck <laughs> did you get to Harvard? So this is where the story really gets interesting. Mm. Um, so growing up, uh, again, I I come from very modest means. Like my parents didn't know didn't know really about the whole sort of system as a whole like education wise so but they had the best of intentions so i had an uncle funny enough and i don't really think he's our uncle but like you know man people just grow up and they just see yeah i know what you mean my dad could be an excellent neighbor yeah my dad yeah next door neighbor this is your uncle guy who used to cut the grass like oh that's your uncle man like so my uncle badru and my dad they came to the country around the same time. Uh, unlike my dad, my dad really, it took him like ages to, to go, go through school. But Uncle Badru came here as, um, he was sponsored by the government to go to, um, I think originally it was to go to like the University of California at Berkeley. Mm. And then, you know, he decided, you know what, I'm going to stay. So he transferred to Stern right here, NYU, to do an MBA then he, you know, made a life, started working, and he worked at Columbia for a long time. And his kids, funny enough, went to private schools. So they went to, like, the fancy ones out in New Jersey, um, like Montclair Kimberly mm -hmm. and Lawrenceville. And he had noticed when he would come to our house that, you know, Adam ain't really working. Like, I mean... He's getting good grades and all, but, like, my man is just playing Nintendo 64 way too hard right now. And he was just like, you know, uh, to my dad, Sula, uh, Sula, you should tell Adam, man, maybe he should consider going to private school. This was, like, ninth grade. Meanwhile, I'm a kid from the hood, like, just doing my thing, playing basketball, trying to save up some money to get Jordans. And, you know, my parents approached me with this, like, yo, you, should, you know, your Uncle Badru thinks, you know, he gave me a list of schools you should consider. The list was some fancy, ritzy schools, Andover, Choate, uh, <laughs> Exeter. Like, I mean, schools you just, like, presidents and senators and their, uh, their children go to, right? Ninth grade. I remember thinking, y'all trying to send me away? I ain't no juvenile delinquent. Mind you, I'm... I'm from Queens, man. That's when people get sent away. Sure, sure. It's usually not for the good, right? So I was like, nah, X that idea. Fast forward, you know, 10th grade rolls around. And you're getting older. You know, you're trying to think about what life is going to be like. You know, I'm thinking, man, I, I really I think this whole college thing might be something I might want to do. Mind you, like nobody arts and business, like, very few people went off to to go to college. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, 
let me check out these schools. Let me do some homework. What's the worst that happens, right? Then I look, go start researching. And man, these places look like college campuses. Mm. <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, well, damn, maybe this ain't such a bad, bad gig after all. So I'll never forget it. The first time I went up to one of these schools, Choate, I think it was, my mom, you know, Merritt Parkway in Connecticut. Mind you, I never, like, you just don't, you know, you're from the hood, man, you just don't see these. Merritt Parkway is like one of the prettiest little highways you ever ride around. It's going through some of the richest towns in Connecticut, Darien, uh, Westport, Greenwich, you name it. So then we get to Choate, uh, Wallingford. And I'll never forget, I remember we were pulling up, and you just see this big building. Like, it's just modern looking. And I'm reading the sign, and I'm like, oh, shit, this thing is the auditorium? Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, and then they say who the architect is. It's some, some cat named I am Pei. <laughs> and I'm like, I am Pei is... A, Years later, I find out IMP is like a legit, like award-winning, like architect. So I get to admissions, and I'm sitting down, and you know, I see this one kid clearly like nanny or au pair came and brought him. Like um, this other kid, white kid, just nervous, like, oh my god, I don't know, this interview is gonna be crazy, like. And I'm sitting there, obviously, because I don't even know what's at stake. I'm just sitting here chilling. And my mom is like, who's the who's the painting of uh, behind you? And I'm looking, and it's like, oh, it's JFK. And he's like, class of something, right? So then it hit me there, like, oh, this is really different. Like, this is an unusual opportunity. So as I started to apply to these schools... I started to realize, man, there's a different world than the world I've been used to all my life. Um, you know, when people were talking about, like, you know, the colleges that they were going to, it's like, oh, I'm going to Stanford, oh, I'm going to Princeton, oh, I'm going to here. And I was thinking back about it in my own context. I'm like, man, I don't know no one like this. <laughs> and... That's when it started to really dawn on me, like, man, there's another, there's another, there's another game out there that <laughs> I'm not knowing about. And if you're really trying to make it in this, you gotta really be pushing to 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 really change the, the where you at. Was so, it a culture shock for you? Oh man! So I ended up going to Pennington, so I got a scholarship and total culture shock, man. I remember the first time, like tapping uh, the other black kid in the class like, yo, what's equestrian? <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're riding horses. like, And I mean, one, I came in at 11th grade, so it was a weird, weird time. Um, you know, in high school, man, like people from ninth grade, they got their cliques, they got everything, they got all sorts of things going on. And I remember thinking... Man, I'm a person of color. My parents ain't got no money. I'm here on a scholarship. I am just so vastly different than, like, what is going on. So I remember feeling, like, really socially isolated those those years when I was at Pennington, like, and really just taking solace in the fact that, like, 
Look, I had an opportunity that most folks in from where I'm from would be happy to happy to take. So who am I to be like complaining about it? Uh, but in hindsight, I remember thinking like, man, this was this was some painful. This is a painful time to be here. Like, now did you get a scholarship to? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on on what? Uh, so it was basically my parents didn't have any bread, so it was literally like, oh, we'll give you money to just come. <laughs> so that was really what it, it it boiled down to. Now, do you feel like being in, you know, getting into the game of politics? Yeah. And you don't want to become a congressman. Yeah. Do you feel like having Harvard on your resume is like kind of like a battle uh, against other people that are, say, candidates? Yeah, I mean, I, funny. It's like I... I'm grateful for the opportunity to go have gone to Harvard Business School, but like, man, at the end of the day, like, I hope no one, I would hope that no one would hold it against me. One, because I hope we tell our kids in our community, man, yo, aspire, like, go, yeah, to, sure, sure. go to the best. Like, why would you, why would you knock anyone who would be about that? Yeah. But I do think, um, and this is something that I always, I'm often reminded about is, man, just because you went there don't mean shit. <laughs> like, my sister, my mom, they'll be the first one to tell you, hey, look, buddy, <laughs> like, you, you, you cool, but like, it don't, don't, don't let it get ahead of you. So, and to me, it's the, the one thing that's amazing about schools like that and Ivy League schools like yeah. that is that it really does have this, um, this kind of like, um, top notch feeling. You know, when I think about it, even, you know, yeah. just sitting here talking with you and saying, like, you know, you're, you know, you graduated from Harvard. Yeah. You know, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And and, and yeah. I say it because it's like, you know, it's almost like uh, like a notch under your belt. You know, it's like where people, and unfortunately, we, we, we live in a world where people judge you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when they find out that, you know, you you have graduated from Harvard, it's kind of like, wow, people look at you like, oh, wow. He, you know you know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, I think so. I, it's funny. Like, I always... Because it's funny. There was... Yeah, I, I know what it's like to, to have not gone to Harvard before and what it's like after, I suppose. And I'm like, I'm still the same person. Like, I don't think it's any... And I, I'm again, I'm truly appreciative of the, uh, the opportunity but you're right. I think some people think, man, you can go out there and you can just solve everything. And I'm like, nah, not really. I mean, I've learned a lot in Queens and in Brooklyn. Like, I mean, I think that should count for something. But for me, it's more about who, how are we messaging this to, to folks? So I think what I, I hope we can be able to do and at least I'd love to be able to do is sort of break down like this idea because people mythologize it too much and then it almost creates this thing this uh image that oh it's almost impossible to do and I'm like nah not really you just gotta work hard apply and it can happen too like you know, and again, forgive me uh, for some of my, you know, not knowledge of politics, <laughs> no, but so is con when you become a congressman of yeah. um, Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Is there a certain borough or is it just the whole Brooklyn? So it's parts of okay. uh, Brooklyn. So I got Crown Heights. Uh, I got Prospect. 
Heights. I got Park Slope. I got Flatbush, East Flatbush, um, Sheepshead Bay. Dot Wine. Yeah, Dot Wine, Wangwan, man. <laughs> like, you got all, we got a lot of the West Indian parts. We got uh, Prospect Lefferts Garden. I mean, it's a big, diverse district, yeah. Is it like every four years, like a presidency? Every two years. Okay, every, every two, two years. years. Yeah, every so, two years. So you've been out of college for what? Ooh, I graduated 09. Okay, 09. And I graduated business school 17, so yeah. What makes you want to do this now? Yeah, I and think... How old are you now? Uh, I'm 30. Okay, 30. Yeah. What do you... Do, did you just wake up one day and say fuck? Because you could, you could have been any of those things that your mom or dad said. Shit, yeah. You could have been me. anything say you wanted. Yeah. Because you seem like somebody that could put their mind to something and just do it. Yeah. But you want to be the next congressman in Brooklyn. Yeah. Why? For me, it really boils down to a couple of things. So, one, my background, my parents, they came here with modest means. Um, both of them found work as social workers. I've been super privileged in life in the fact that I've had an amazing education. Uh, but we had to work hard and we had to fight hard for it. But there are a lot of families in our community, man, like that are suffering on a real day-to-day basis, man. Like they're getting crushed by rising rents. They're worried about whether loved ones are going to get picked up by ICE. And black and brown folks in our community, criminal justice issues, there's deep inequity in the system. And for me, um, it's, it's not enough to just simply talk about these problems. We got to make a difference on these problems. So again, n- you know, not saying like, I just don't know a lot about politics in the sense yeah. that. So if you do become Congressman of Brooklyn, yeah. what does that mean? What are you able to do? Like, okay, I know you said that what you want to do, yeah. but do you, you know, like what access do you have once you're uh, what do they call it? Once you're um, a lawmaker? <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning, once you when you win, you're what? Was it? What do they call that? When you become uh, when you what is it called? Elected. elected that's right. When oh you're elected, yeah, when you're elected, when you're yeah. officially elected congressman. Like, what rights do you have to start and getting to work? Like, just because the yeah. reason why the reason why I'm saying this for is because I'm sure there's a lot of people like me, yeah, uh, who may be listening, yeah, that may not know what you know, like, like honestly. I guess a bigger question is what what the fuck does a congressman do? <laughs> that's a great that's a great question. I think so it, it's a couple of things, right? So the basic uh the basic gist of it is that you make laws in this country, federal laws. Mm. You are in that's what the Congress, both the House, United States House of Representatives and the United States Senate are their main obligation. In so in particular at winning this seat would mean we not only give voice to those whose voices aren't heard, uh, working families who are trying to put food on the table, keep a roof over their head, make sure their kids are going to decent schools, but you get to shape a vision for this district, but also using the platform of both being in D.C., but also here in the city about raising awareness on issues, passing legislation that's going to make a difference in working families' lives. And three, putting on notice and speaking truth to power to Mr. Trump. Um, so Trumpito. Trumpito, man. He is literally going to blow this whole thing up, man. Like, And we got not only to fight back against him, but we've also got to fight for the things that matter to us. 
especially working class communities, especially working class communities of color, man, like we have been suffering for a while. And if we don't stand up and fight for these things, speak truth to power, have the courage to do the right thing, we're not going to make any improvements on all the issues that we are falling behind on. So, Congressman, two years, every two years. Every two years. So if you get elected in... Then you would have to... 2018. Uh, then you have to, again, mm-hmm. have to... Uh, so how many terms could you do? You can run as many times as really? you want. Really? Yeah. And, and, and what's the... Uh the salary looking like is it a good is a good is a good business or? <laughs> yeah i mean relative to my classmates from harvard man I, I won't be making that much yeah uh like i think it's like 170 I think. okay, okay. Yeah, not I bad know. not bad not bad yeah it's not bad, not bad. absolutely i'm not sure bad. i'm sure not now what what are some of the people who went to uh, Harvard. Have you kept in touch with any of them? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, what? I mean, the ones giving me fucking, money, <laughs> fucking scientists. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, some a lot of these, a lot of these cats are actually some are a lot of work in finance for sure. Uh, some are management consultants. Some are working at companies. Some are doing startups. Mm. Uh, some are actually doing nonprofit stuff. Mm. Uh, I, mean, I like that. Yeah, not many. I'm 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 in a lonely camp, but like there's a lot who are just making paper. You know what I love about college? I didn't get a chance to go. I went to night school at Pace. Yeah. Um I didn't get a chance to go away like a dorm type of, but you know, I would say I always tell just like I tell my daughter, um a degree is better to have than not to have. Yeah. But the the the, the networking that you get from um those four years in college are impeccable, man. I mean, think about yeah. it. Just like you, you said, some of them are, uh, you know, supporting you or, yeah. and and what they believe in. Like that, that again is, is a bond, man. That you can't. These things can't be created, man. It's yeah, or, it can't be just be created by anybody. It's very organic, very authentic, and very over the years of believing what somebody is doing. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely. That's why. I mean, it's so wild, like. And the crazy part I'll say about it's not even the networking. It's like the ethos of the place. Mm, like mm. Break that Har- down with ethos. Yeah, ethos. like Harvard Business School. Give me the word of the day. See, yeah. now you drop a Harvard <laughs> no, word to me. I'm just a public player, man. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm Drake or Jay you. over there dropping ethos in one of their rhymes. Like, <laughs> what does ethos mean? Yeah. Do I have to ask Siri? Hold on. Yeah, well, Hold I'm on. Ex- <laughs> What's it called? Ethos? Yeah, ethos, man. Ethos, man. The crazy, I think the crazy shit about uh, a place like Harvard Business School is like, Man, everyone there thinks they are going to win. Mm. Like, the mentality is so the different. confidence is Yeah, high. it's just crazy. Wow. Like, there is no, no one is like, man, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make buy groceries, man. Like, like the struggles are so different. It's just like, the crazy thing is like, people will say like, yo, what's your number? Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean, what's your number? Like, how much is it, like, you trying to get? Like, mm. which... Again, it's the same mentality in the hood, too, right? Like, if you're trying to get that paper, you're trying to hustle. So that's why I'm like, really, the difference here is, like, people's access. is people's parents, people's education. Like, that's really, the mentality, I think, is still the same. Like, yo, we can win. Like, everybody mm, here sure, can sure, win. Like, sure. which is, I think, to me, something that I wish we had more of in, like, the schools that I grew up in. Sure. Like, there's this kind of idea, like, let's just get by. Like, oh, let's just get by. And I'm like, 
when I went to boarding school, when I went to Haverford, when I went to Harvard, it's like, yo, we're going to win. Like, this is, we got this. Like, Did the uh, government uh, shutdown affect you? Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't say directly affect me, but folks definitely, I mean, especially folks who are worried about, like, Medicare, Social Security, like, folks I know in the community, for sure. Like, that's something that worries them about whether or not they're going to be able to get payments and a lot of folks live on fixed income, like mm. in central Brooklyn, right? So they they got to make rent, they got to buy groceries, they got to do all these sorts of things, which if the government is shutting down, that's not a good look, right? So so now with the money that, you know, like you say, friends from Harvard are donating or yeah. people that believe in you, what does that what does that money go to? Like, uh, is it promo? Is it? Yeah, man, it's just taking the message out in the street. It's literally just having more folks like more ways we can touch people. Mm. So whether that's uh, knocking on doors, whether that's going and doing digital stuff, whether how's that... social media been for you? Social media has been interesting, man. I've been I'm 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 new. I'm kind of a new cat to the game. So you like, on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. What's your What's your handle on there? Adam Bunkadeco. I mean, see, I, how do you even say that? And <laughs> yeah, so it's A D E M. Yeah, A D E M. B B as in boy. U U. N K E double D E K O. Man, it took me a while to learn how to spell it too. Man, man. that's some fucking jersey, man. Like yeah. If, man. If, if, you're, if you're on the back of like a jersey, how many letters is that? Shit, you know, I don't it's even know. Not that bad. Probably like eight or nine. I'm not even thinking of. How many is it? Let me get a count. Ten? Ten. Fuck, man. Yeah, fuck, man. I don't ever play hockey, bro. Oh, man. Now, Damn. let me ask him what's your overall goal? You get into Congress, you want to be a president? Want to be a senator? Shit, man. What I'm do you want to win this race? <laughs> okay, well, I know this is. I know this is. I know this is what's ahead of you. Yeah, I think for me, the way I would put it, man, I just, I think about public service and saying like, yeah, I just want to be as useful as the community needs me to be, right? Mm -hmm. And that could come in many capacities, right? Right now, I think it may. It's in Congress. Uh, that may change over time, right? But to me, it's like. Whatever I say is kind of meaningless unless it's coming from the community, unless it's coming from a context. Sure, sure. So that's the way I would put it, kind of put it. Now, the candidate you're going up against, like, is this like a brutal running like the presidency <laughs> was? Is she talking like shit about you or uh, uh, is, is like her job or is, it's it's a woman who's running, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a So woman. is it her or his, whoever, even if it was a guy, is it her or his job to put you down? To make you look bad, to make you look like you're not capable of being a congressman. Yeah, I think they may, you know, as far as I know, I, the, the 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 trash talking hasn't uh, occurred. Um, you know, I'm prepared for it if it comes, but like, you know, I want to keep the campaign really about like vision and ideas, man. Like, mm. that's what we need, man. We don't need like kind of this petty like. I mean, have you, have you, has this happened yet to you or not? I, I, as far as I know, it hasn't. Like, okay, nice. Maybe Keep my ears peaceful. aren't deep in the street, man. Keep, <laughs> hey, listen, that's the, that's the real street. Yeah, that's the real, that's the real street's popping, like, so, you know? like, that's, uh, but for me, it's really about, like, vision and ideas, man. Mm -hmm. We got folks struggling to pay rent. Sure, we, sure. We got folks. How do you plan to help them? So my plan on that is I, I want to be bold, man. I want to make sure that folks who make thirty between thirty and eighty thousand dollars not only have access to rentals, uh, but also have a pathway to ownership. Mm. So the issues around gentrification, particularly in communities, working class communities and working class communities of color, is 
everybody in there, everybody in the community mostly rents. Sure. So, like, when new restaurants and when all these folks come in, like, and all this investment, it's not folks who built up the community who get to benefit from it, which I think is the real inequity. And a lot of these communities, I don't know if you know about redlining, but, like, a lot of them were redlined into by the federal government sure. back in the day, like, in, in the 1930s into the 1960s. So we got folks of color who were basically told these are the neighborhoods y'all going to live in and then were told you can't own anything. And then the cruel irony to it is now they're being pushed out of those communities that they were told this is where you're going to live. So for me, we need to make sure that not only folks who, again, have been there, built it up, did everything that they were supposed to do, not only do it, not that they get pushed out, but that they own the communities that they mm-hmm. have. Own something. You yeah. know, You know, it's funny, too, because growing up and being a renter all my life, <clears throat> it's funny because until I met my lady later on in life, I never really owned anything. Yeah. And she, and she helped me, you know, get into understanding home ownership. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I will say one reason why I liked renting because you didn't have to deal with all these extra fucking headaches and problems. <laughs> but that's what life is about. Like, for you to own something, you got to fucking be driven crazy. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, we paid mortgage, and then she was like, oh, yeah, the water. And I'm like, water? And, uh, you know, it was like a big, you know, and then the tax <laughs> we would pay quarterly. And I'm like, holy shit, like, the, you know, pay the water, the sewage, yeah. the fucking this, the that. I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know, let me tell you something, man. Even, and, and overall, even just owning a home. Yeah. In this day and age, is bullshit. And yeah, a person could work all their life yeah. to own a fucking home. Let him not pay his fucking taxes one year. <laughs> Say goodbye shit. to your fucking house. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. I mean, that's just a whole nother like story. But even I think taxes should change in the sense of like, why, why, why do we pay for all these things and are they accounted for correctly, yeah. and and are they affordable for people? You yeah. know, I mean, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you think about it, it's like, you know, and I don't know. I mean, do we, do we change again? This is maybe not, this is just us talking. This yeah, maybe man, not this on the is... line. You know, like, okay. So say my father, you know, if he's still paying taxes, but say he, none of his kids are in school anymore. And, uh, you know, in, is he excluded from paying so much because, oh, they say, oh, this goes to the schools or this goes here. Yeah. Or, but, but. You know, figure that shit out on your own. Like, like you know, I, I don't know if it's yeah. a private school, figure it, or if it's a public school. Do we have some type of, you know, the reason why I say that for is because it's crazy to me that someone could work their whole life to become a homeowner and then not pay his taxes one year or, or, or you know, for the house. And, and they, like you, I guess what I'm trying to say when you think about it, you really don't own anything. Because yeah. it could be taken from you. Yeah, I think to so. I'm not saying don't pay any taxes. I'm just saying some people out here paying, you know, eight, nine, ten, you know, seven, you know, twelve, fifteen. I mean, when it starts getting higher, those are people yeah. I'm sure that could afford it. But it's it's you know it's a lot of money, man. So it's it, it's it costs a, and I think that's the problem too. Even just, you know, it's like almost when you think about like growing up in in, in a, like look, I grew up in a neighborhood, like. like you know, we didn't, I didn't have health insurance for a lot yeah. of years. You know why? Because I fucking couldn't afford it. Yeah. 
<laughs> and and but but then again, you know, I ain't got health insurance now. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, fuck, man. You, you, we we yeah, really make man. sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Want a healthy congressman? Yeah, you man. You know, um, I don't know. You know, it's like in in and and I guess sometimes it's like when you have to pick and choose what you want to yeah. have in your life. You know, it's usually what's the less cheapest. Yeah. You know, I I I, I grew up. I remember. You know, I. It's, it's whatever. It's not about me. But. No, but I mean, I think you raised a couple of points there. Like, so home ownership, uh, and particularly in in America, man, you got to think about it. It's the way that people like build wealth, right? So, like the disparity between like groups, like between blacks and whites. Like, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you caught that story in the Boston Globe, but they were talking about like black people's net worth is negative in Boston. Like, <laughs> like they owe more than they have. And white folks, they had like, I don't know, like 200K or something like that. Mm. And it was basically because they have houses that they own. And to me, that's a, a, it's a way in which you can generate not only your ability to have a cushion when things get rough, but you can use it as a retirement nest egg. You can pay for college. All sorts of things that come with the so-called like American dream. Now, the other point you were talking about, like taxes. Yeah, that's inherently unfair, right? So we tax like low and middle income folks way higher as a purport, like as a percentage of income relative to folks who got a lot of money. That's just crazy to me. Like, if you are the top 1% in America, how are you paying less? Like, Warren Buffett said it best. I pay less percentage in taxes than my secretary. Mm. What kind of wild shit is that? Like, what kind of society are we going to have if basically you're saying, well, you know, if you make, if you a billionaire, you could have a better, like, you're going to have a better tax arrangement than the person, the people that work for you? Like, to me, that's something, like, that income inequality, like, we need to tackle that. Because, like, if we don't tackle that, man, this this whole project we call America, this shit might fall apart. Mm, mm. So... Listen, man, you're, sp- you're spitting some gems. You're spitting some knowledge. You know, you're, oh, you're, man. You're, you're, just happy with being around the sneaker king, man. Oh, I, I used on, to man. wear Payless, bro. Hey, listen, listen. I was, <laughs> I'm I was, trying to keep up with you, man. I was there at, at, at Payless, but uh, you know, <laughs> I said fuck that. Yeah, but <laughs> but I will say, you know, uh, sneakers are more of like a stock exchange now. Oh yeah, man. And uh, you know, it's a multi multi billion dollar business, and I'm all about learning how to. I think that's what this platform too is like learning, you know, learning yeah. how to, you know, like be an entrepreneur or learning how to get through situations yeah. or learning how people, you know, maneuver their way through certain things. Like, like just like you talking to you yeah. and figuring out Congress and, yeah. and what's up next. But listen, let, let's take a quick break. Yeah. We're sitting here. You're going to help me with this name again. <laughs> Adam, I'm just going to say, listen, we're sitting here with the one and only uh, congressman to be. Uh, or or we'll see yeah. congressman or, or or candidate for congressman or or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. We may have to edit that man, uh, change could, when you win, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, you could call me Bunk, man. That's what everybody. Around. Adam Bunk, 
How do you say it? Bunk is my, my nickname. Really? Yeah. But I got to give the full name. Yeah, we're, Bunk we're Deco, man. We're talking about Congress right here. Yeah, I got if I say it the way my parents say it, uh, that's like you adding that like tinge. like. Well, I'll say it like this. Antonis was in here with Adam Bunkadenko. <laughs> I love it. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Cheer. Yep, Charlemagne the God here. The Prime Minister of pissing people off, the ruler rubbing you the wrong way, the architect of aggravation. And right now I'm with my guy, my man Premium Pete on the Premium Pete Show, okay? Internets, tune the fuck in. Peace. Internets, and we're back sitting here with Adam Bunkadenko. Yeah, what's he's running good? For, he's running for Congress. Yeah, man. Running for Congress in Brooklyn. Yeah, man. I mean, a Harvard graduate. Yeah. A Queens, a Queens resident. Uh, Queens born, bro. Queens born, yeah. Yeah, Queens born. Family, uh, you know, family uh, did a lot of um, muscle and hustle yeah. to get you here. Oh my God, I have you, countless. And countless. now, and now, you are trying to make the world, particularly in Brooklyn, for now, a better place. Yeah. You know, yeah. why do you think the youth uh, voting is so low? You know, I think it's partly because, man, we ain't got folks who look like the youth, man. Sure. <laughs> Real talk, like, it's hard for younger people to really take part in a process that they don't, A, relate to, and B, they don't, when they see, they don't see anyone who looks like them, right? Mm. Um, and that's, I think, something that we can overcome. It's obviously going to take folks um, of a different generation to get into the mix. But I wouldn't say it's because people don't care. Like, that's usually like, oh, yeah, they just don't care. Those younger people, they just want to have fun and do whatever. And it's, no, nah, it's it's about, like, especially now. I mean, with Trump, man, he's, I mean, he's literally pissing people off day in, day out, doing all sorts of ridiculousness. He's trying to get his Twitter lit, man. Yeah, man, he's trying to get man, he trying to get all sorts of things lit. That man. boy stay on Twitter, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, I, I, I'm I, like, I, does he work like? Yeah, honestly, man, I never thought a day in my life that we would ever see a president that lets you know every move. I mean, I Crazy. grew up, I grew up, and Diddy told us bad boys move in silence. Yeah, I never. I never, I never thought that. Like, it's crazy to me how he tells and shows every emotion. Oh yeah. Of what he's feeling and what is next. Which, as a president, why would you want the world to know that? No. Forget about on top of all the other shit. Yeah, I mean, but he's just like part of it. I just realized, like, because <laughs> it's crazy. His antics, mm. man. Those are all like, those are all like personal slights. Mm. What about when you see he has to use two hands to drink with yeah, water? Like, yeah, Yo, the internet's undefeated, was, man. <laughs> yeah. I was dying when I saw that. I was like, man, you got to be wild. And I'm like, what, you got a sippy cup, man, behind the lectern? Like, what kind of nonsense is this, man? Now, let me ask you something. Yeah. You're running for Congress in Brooklyn. Yeah. What happens if you don't win? Man, if I don't win, man, we're going to continue to make a difference mm. uh, in as best as I can. Obviously, I think we're going to win. There's no question about it. But, you know, um, I'm I'm definitely not going to be someone who says, well, you know, if I don't win, I'm moving to Antarctica, man. This is, I'm done. No, you just find ways to to make a difference. And But for me, I feel like, at least at this point in my life, public service, 
uh, will encompass politics. So long as, you know, my parents are in good health, my family's in good health, they don't need me to bear a lot of the economic burden uh, mm. that, you know, for a long time was the the primary concern. Mm. You know, people who in Congress, just from my analogy, what I'm thinking, people who don't even really know you yeah. uh, believe in you to make change. Yeah. You afraid of letting them down if you win? Nah, man, I'm always, I'm to me, and this is something that I always tell the people I grew up with, people who know me well, my family, like, look, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fight day in and day out. And if we work hard and we do our thing, we're going to make progress. It ain't going to be easy. Change was never easy. Like, I mean, you ask anyone who's been, who, I mean, as I've read about social movements, like, whether it's civil rights, whether it's folks championing for gay rights, women's rights, you name it. It ain't easy. Like, it's definitely hard. So I always tell folks, like, yeah, we can do this, but, like, I don't want you to be fooled in the fact that, like, it ain't going to get done in one day, right? Sure. So so long as we keep pushing, we're going to get there. Like, I, I always, I'm always often reminded about my mom. Um, you know, we're talking about someone who survived a civil war. I mean, when my mom, like, her mother lived in a forest for, like, months, like, eating bananas and berries. Like, she never gave up hope. And when, you know, we had challenging times when I was growing up, my mom would often remind us, like, man, y'all are lucky. Like, don't forget that. Like, <laughs> I survived the war. Yeah, grandmother survived that war because we always had faith. And if you anchored in faith, you, you're going to get there. Now, mm. you're going to get there as quickly as you want? No. Um, but you'll get there. So I tell you, man, you may need me as your campaign manager, man. Bruh, I, bruh. I'll have you in Yeezys. Yeah, bruh. Kids, I, I, yeah, have you in Yeezys. 50% off roster yeah, pasta. Right. Free beef patties going around. Oh, man. Dollar cabs on you the arm. You know me, man. Woo. I'm all about it, man. You get the oxtail or curry goat, man. We in there, like... <laughs> We in there, like now. Now let me ask you something. Um, you're you know, you're thirty years old, right? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying you're going to be thirty or you're thirty. No, right? I'm thirty. Okay. I'm thirty, man. Okay, I feel it. <laughs> hey, listen. It, it it's thirty is beautiful. I ain't got no hair no more, man. That's wild, man. Wait, wait, wait till you hit I the used next to have step. waves, bro. Really? Yeah. Spinning, spinning, okay. natural. Like just okay. just wake up, swirl, right? Some like, some some of your so some of your most recent say um things that you have been proud of and, and accomplishments. Yeah. How have you celebrated them? Do you celebrate any of your accomplishments? Like when you graduated from Harvard. Yeah. That wasn't that was a big accomplishment. Yeah, I think you know it's funny like <laughs> I actually I'm not the type to like really like throw like a big party. Like mm -hmm. I feel like maybe I'll start to do that as I get older in life and more appreciative but for me when you talk about the harvard piece it's like i just remember my mom like at graduation day it was pouring rain but she was just in tears the mm. whole day mm. and i had to and I, I was like mom come on like it's, it's cool we we here we got it but i had to think about it and put myself in her perspective my mom came here she got a ged she went to community college and had to drop out because she had to raise us and put food on the table. When, you know, 
all the challenges that they went through, whether it was like putting food on the table, paying rent, keeping the lights on, man, there were just so many times when they could have just given up. And my mom talks about that. Like, there was a time when, you know, your father and I, we just didn't think we could make it here. Sure. And, you know, when she told me that, I, when, she, when she was thinking about that at graduation, she was just like, man, you succeeded way wild, beyond our wildest imagination. Like, yeah, we were just happy that you guys were healthy, uh, staying out of trouble, not not getting into anything that would have put you in harm's way. Mm. No, go ahead, No, but the fact that you guys, you would get to this point, you know, this... Hey, listen. That's That was deep for her. And that, that moved me, like, because yeah, yeah. I always thought about it like, ah, this is just like, yeah, this is, we just we just doing that. We just out here. Like, we hustling. We moving. We, we got to keep the pace. But it's only when I see it through their vantage point that I start to always think about, like, man, I should be more celebratory about sure. this. As a parent, I can understand that feeling, you yeah. know? Coming up, my daughter's going to college this coming year. Damn, congrats, I mean, bro. I mean, when... when I bring her to college. I mean, I foresee a lot of tears. Yeah. Um, and just happy tears. It's maybe because you know, that tuition bill about to hit well, you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those are gonna be those are gonna be the Jordan tears. Yeah, those are the Jordan tears. But um, we gotta sell a few, few, a few kicks, man. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get her through. <laughs> we gotta make sure those things didn't turn yellow, though. But um, you know what? Here's the time for people to pay attention. Yeah. Um, where can they go? If they want to vote you in, let's start with the people from New York City. Yeah. Where can they go if they want to you know, so vote you in? If you live in Crown Heights, if you live in Flatbush, if you live in East Flatbush, you live in Brownsville, you live in Midwood, Garrison, all that, please register to vote first uh, so you can make sure you're on the rolls. Other, if you want to be a part of this, volunteer, you can sign up on our website www.ademforcongress.com uh, Also, if you want to donate, man, that's the... we taking bones from everywhere, man, mm. across the country. Best Nations donation. Yeah, Best Nation donation, man. Um, same place, www.ademforcongress.com uh, Taking only American dollars, but, you know... Love the support, man. Love the support. Okay, no rubles. No, no rubles, man. No rubles, man. I don't, I don't mess with the whole Russia stuff, man. Like, now, now, let me ask you. Team America, man. Young kids listening right now and never even thought about running for Congress. Yeah. Never ever thought about possibly getting into politics. Yeah. What is your advice for them? Man, I would say, in particular, just think about what your community needs. Um, think about it from that perspective. Um, that's at least the way I've always tried to approach it as opposed to, like, kind of seeing it from me. Like, it's good to have ambition. It's good to drive hard, but, like, you want to make sure that you're doing it from a right place. And part of it is just, like, doing well in school, man, learning civics, like, reading the, reading the news, doing all the things that may not seem cool right now, but, like, again, if you are thinking about making a difference, you got to have some grounding. 
and that grounding starts uh, when you're when you're young. So, now, did you pick a team yet, or you do that if you get elected in? No, nah, I'm a Democrat playing, man. I, I can't mess with that other team. Oh, so there's no teams. Oh no, nah, man. I'm 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 D. <laughs> no, no. Meaning like when you come in oh. Congress, do you hire anybody else around you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo. I mean, we'll definitely. Shit, man, we gotta win this election, man. <laughs> you getting ahead of the curve, man. Uh, I'm trying to get people to you know throw us some shekels, man. <laughs> you out here hiring people, man. Now, uh, <laughs> any plans on getting married? Yeah, man, that's the other thing. That's the thing that brings Shit. my mom tears, man. <laughs> why, why are you not married yet? Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, taking, no, I'm married as Congress. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm married to the game. Yeah, man. <laughs> but no, no, I definitely, I think for me, it, uh, you know, I, I'm taking it one day at a time, man. Let me one tell you something. Just my advice to you, yeah. as somebody who's been divorced, <laughs> and somebody who's back in the game. Yeah. Um, with children too, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a son. That's three. Yeah. Daughter's 18. Big gap. Big yeah. difference. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, take your time, man. Yeah. Take your time. People rush. They rush yeah. to get divorced. Yeah. And That's real. I will say, take your time to love and enjoy each other. Yeah. Like people, you know, people, I'll give you an example. People go out to eat, you know, they have a nice chillon sea bass. Yeah. Maybe the girl gets sea scallops. Some nice she stuff, drink, man. I ain't eating some, that in a while. I've been eating ramen these days. Man. Ramen's cool. Yeah, ramen's cool, man. She drinks. I'm talking about this date that you go yeah. on. She drinks like a Cosmo. You know, maybe you have yourself a, a, a wine or a beer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you hit it off, hang out, and you kind of like conversate and have some of the same values. Yeah. And maybe that leads into just hanging out or sexual. Yeah. And then people say, let's get married. Like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> take the time to fucking go on more dates. Get a you know maybe have a salad with grilled chicken. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying it's like, you know, you know how I realize that, and 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 don't get me wrong, love is beautiful. Um, yeah. I don't think many people stay together as they used to anymore. You know, I mean, just look at the divorce rate. Yeah, but yeah. I do believe love is beautiful. But I do believe that. And this is not a fucking uh, marriage counseling episode, but <laughs> love each other. Don't worry about marriage oh, only. Yeah. Like love, love, like really love each other. Like that paper doesn't do shit. Yeah. You know, I, I remember like people saying like, even 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 my ex wife. I remember saying like, oh, once we get married, everything changes. Like what the fuck? Like am I out here? Like what changes? <laughs> like that's the thing people think like something changes, but yeah. And uh, you know, I will say like, take your time. Yeah. Find your goals. You know, help 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 the world like you're gonna do. Oh, you, know, you sound like my bro, man. No, no, I pray, I pray, I pray that you get that you get elected, yeah. you get in, and Appreciate you're able that. to make changes, cause that's that's good for your your soul too. Yeah, to, to be able to, you know, do do better, man, do better for this world. Yeah. So do better for this world, and take your time. And when you find someone you're having fun with, and going out to eat and eating sea scallops <laughs> and Chilean sea bass, yeah, I mess with that. Just have another one. Have a, have another date, <laughs> and hang out, man, and find yourself a a confidant. Find yourself yeah, someone that you can open up an LLC with. Yeah. Find yourself somebody that you could, you know, get go to Bed Bath and Beyond, and. <laughs> And get some good thread sheets. <laughs> but she got the coupon <laughs> to save 40%. She cut the coupon. Out. You know what I mean? 
Or maybe digital. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You oh. know, my 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 parents, man. I, I to your point about marriage, man. They'll they are like the t- like the for me like the blueprint, man. Like because mm. they just been through so much together. Like and you know, my dad. Every time he comes home, man, he's just excited to see her. God bless him. Yeah, it's just like. You know, my sister and I was like, just, oh, this, these two are too cheesy, man. Like, <laughs> But, like, they just genuinely, like... We need to sit with your father because I, when I'm out, I try to make sure I stay out for <laughs> till the wee hours of the morning. Like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, dying. My dad, old man swag, man. <laughs> nah, it's okay. But listen, internets, ademforcongress.com. Yeah. That's A-D-M for congress.com. Yeah. Check out everything he's got going on. Yeah. Uh, when is, how long is that people could vote? Uh, so election day is June 26th. Okay. So yeah, that's when people can, that's when people And how long does that go for? Oh, it's just one day. One day. Oh, so just one day. Yeah. But they have up, uh, up to, so you have up to all those months to, to campaign. To campaign. Yeah. Get some videos going. Yeah. Told you, you got to get in them Yeezys. Yeah, man. I need you know? to get them Yeezys, man. Young boys are like, oh, this <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to be like a dem. Yeah, man, I gotta get them knockoffs, man. Music's too <laughs> oh, expensive, no, no, no. man. <laughs> yeah, but I can't play Pete like that, man. If you got the, if you got to connect, man, I'm oh, down. Man. Oh man, listen, yeah, uh, man. But uh, ADM, a, well, let me do this again, okay, Internet. I want you to log on to ADEM for Congress dot com. Yeah. I will say go on Twitter and hit him, but I don't know <laughs> how to pronounce all this. A D M B U N K K. It'll pop up once you do <laughs> I'm that. I'm sure you'll get it. No, it's great. It's great. You know what? It's great. I sit down with a lot of entrepreneurs, yeah. athletes, artists. Haven't sat down with really uh, somebody of uh, the political understanding, the amazing uh, background that you have oh, I appreciate coming from Harvard that. and really just trying to make change. You know, I look forward to it, man. I look yeah, forward man. to it. I, I pray, I say prayers that you get in and, and you can make changes, man. Yeah, you know? I'm humble, man. I'm, I'm Again, man, I, I've been big up to you, man, known since Combat Jack. Mm-hmm. And Rest in peace. Yeah, just been a big fan, man. Plus, you like the ultimate sneakerhead, man. Yeah, yeah, so unfortunately. Like, uh, yeah, all the kids around the hood, man, they just envy you, man, the collection. Yeah, I think that it's more easier for people to get now. Um, and, you know... We evolved as a sneaker culture, yeah, and it's younger and younger. You know, oh like I was God. saying earlier, like, yeah, people it's are wearing Jordans. Like, yeah. are you even as old as these shoes? Like, yeah, he's wild to me. Like, it's crazy too. As a parent, you think about it, it's like, you know, I remember my mother bought me a pair of sneakers. She'd be like, "Yo, you're gonna wear these until the fucking soles are talking." <laughs> and oh, yes, they did. But these days, like, yo, they gotta have a rotation. It's tough on parents. And to be oh. honest with you, again, not to go over this, but there's a lot of single parents. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not easy on a mother yeah, to man. buy a two hundred and fifty dollar pair of fucking LeBrons. And then them say like, Oh no, no, I need a rotation. Fuck, Fuck rotation. What? I used to wear it so man, real quick, man. I used to wear it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I used to wear the air attacks from Payless. Okay, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> I wore them shoes down, man. I thought I was out there jumping like jump man. Those like, were the struggle buggles. Oh <laughs> But listen, happy days are ahead. No, oh happy, happy days. days. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Internet, one last time, I want you to uh pay attention to this election coming up on June twenty sixth. Yeah. In the meantime, Log on to A-D-E-M for congress.com. Check out what he's got going on. Leave him a message. If you can leave a donation, leave a donation. Yeah. But more importantly, just see what he's got going on and and learn about 
the and that's why I wanted to have you on because I wanted to uh, your story is important that you know people could say like somebody from Harvard you know it, it's it don't judge people don't generalize like you know yeah, people yeah. it's not like he he's doing something beneath him as far as to do Congress that maybe other people he's doing what he loves yeah and I I, I like that and I like the story and even just how how much your father and mother has given to you I think it'll be a proud moment for them to see you uh become oh, yeah, a congressman man. yeah I'll I be humbled by that man I'll be humbled by that again I came from very very modest beginnings man so uh my parents have been two biggest influences in my life so um it would be a great honor and a, a humble I'd be truly humble to serve others who are just like my family mm. uh, trying to work hard make ends meet and just to try to provide for their family so sure definitely it starts somewhere it's it did. but it's but you're gonna start yeah man internet's a dem bunkadenko Bunker Deco. Bunker Deco. We can get right. I apologize yeah, for butchering. Yeah, man. No, it's all good. Trust me. I, I, it took me a while to learn how to say it, too, man. Internet's Dem Bunker Deco. <laughs> See you next episode. Cheer. Internet's, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Again, that email is thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. And listen, all my advertisers out there, all my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Email me at thepremiumpeachshow at gmail.com and let's get working, okay? Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms of the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend and we'll see you next episode. Cheer. 